Hello, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Repberg. And I'm Casey Miratori. And our movie this week, the final movie in Bleak Future Month, as chosen by Casey Miratori, is Escape from New York, directed by John Fetterman. (laughs) Wow. How, How can you forget the director... We literally just said John that. John Carpenter. Wow. John Carpenter. He's one of the like most famous directors of all time. Like <laughs> Dude, if you listed the, the 20 morning. directors that people might know their names of, you've got like, you know, Steven Spielberg, Francis Ford Coppola, John Carpenter's on would be on that list. There are only so many name directors <sighs> out there. I'm bad with names. No, I'm bad with names. You're bad. You're with, usually good with names. You're, I'm. You're bad with knowing how to say names. That's I'm true. bad with remembering. Names. Okay, well that's fair. We have different deficiencies in this regard. So, this is the second John Carpenter movie I've seen after Halloween. Hmm. I feel like this movie is not as good as Halloween. No. But I will say, from start to finish, it's very clear John Carpenter is a great director. I would say like it's got the thing that Terminator has like that the thing of like this movie's like do, it doesn't maybe have the biggest budget in the world um I'm I'm assuming this movie's budget was bigger than Terminator's though although maybe not I don't know but uh but do you want to look it up so the Terminator budget was 6.4 million and Escape from New York was 6 million so yeah. th- this was less yeah. and I feel like this movie is able to do a lot with a li- like with not much yeah um the look of it is actually, it's really immersive. Like all the movies this month, uh, production design is like very good, especially considering the the limited uh, budget. Yeah. Um, and I think the directing is like really solid. Uh, I think the problem for me with this movie is there's just like in the middle chunk, there's just not enough stuff that happens that's interesting. Yeah, I would say I have a lot of problems with this movie. Yeah. I think in general, I'd say I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, the... So to contrast it with Halloween, and I should say, like, um, I have seen more John Carpenter. I haven't seen, like, Big Trouble in Little China uh, for a while, but that movie is kind of a similar sort of Kurt Russell-led action feature. And my recollection is it's much better than this, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I do probably end up having some opinions on Carpenter films. I need to see more of them before I really have a solid handle on it but what i would say is for the ones we watch in the movie club halloween really just doesn't have a lot of rough edges yeah the thing that i think john carpenter doesn't maybe do really well in general is directing actors and i'd say that showed up in halloween and it shows up here too i don't think he has a really good hand for like making conversations sound like they're actually happening he just doesn't seem to have that that was the one and only thing that stood out in halloween to me um and everything else about halloween was just pretty much perfect right like the the pacing was fantastic the shots looked great the tension was there it was innovative uh, everything about it is good otherwise. But there were a couple times when I was like, yeah, these it's kind of stilted and doesn't really quite work. I chalked that up at the time to bad acting, which I think it possibly is, but I think it actually also might be partially bad directing because there's definitely stuff in Escape from New York where I'm like, 
actually, I don't think these actors are that bad. I think this directing is just kind of bad and or the dialogue, right? Like it just, just yeah. that doesn't really come together. So I do think maybe they're like, I would say John Carpenter's feel for that seems not great for whatever reason. Um, But again, in this movie, it's not really that important. So it's not a huge downside. So this movie falls down where Halloween doesn't a lot, just again, because of plot, it seems like. I found Escape from New York, to, especially once he gets to New York, to be boring, Yep, frankly. And like, I actually thought the setup was really fun. Like, it's such a strange crazy concept like that whole yeah. introduction where it's like okay new york is just basically like a prison that we put walls around and there's no guards or whatever it's just nuts in there it's like ridiculous but in a great way where it's like okay the president's plane crashes and the president's like now in there and so we have to send somebody in to get it. it's yeah. like that whole concept is like ridiculous but i love it it's so yeah. original and strange and and i was actually excited when it was like introducing all that stuff i'm like oh this seems really fun like what what kind of crazy stuff is going to happen once we get here? And then once we got there, eh, eh, it was just, nothing it was was just answer, like yeah. nothing happened. It was like he ran out of ideas. And I would say it for me, it's like entirely in the plot, like the writing, because yep. I actually think the directing uh, of the action is quite good. Um, I think the, the design of everything is good. I love the look of this world. But it's like it's just nothing happens. I would 100% agree. So when I when we start watching this film... I'm thinking it's going to be another thing that's more or less like Halloween. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. It's such a ridiculous setup. Mm -hmm. The opening is great. The acting's not fabulous, but I wasn't expecting that from a John Carpenter film because I kind of already felt like that was missing in Halloween. But all the other ingredients are there, like ridiculous kind of characters, over-the-top stuff. It's like setting up to be this really fun thing, right? And... uh, it seems to me like the problem here is that with something like Halloween, you don't really need much plot afterward. It's, it's just, just tension. It's, it's like, just tension and like, you know, tense shots of like what's going to happen. The fact that not much is happening is okay because you don't know what's going to happen next. And there's this yeah. feeling of suspense and tension. Like even though whatever's happening is sort of mundane and, un- yeah. and uninteresting, it becomes interesting because you're like concerned that this killer dude is just going to jump out at any point and kill our character. So it's like that adds tension. And the things that John Carpenter is good at, like, you know, framing a good shot and making, you know, the image look compelling are working in your favor there because you're just like staring at the screen, wondering where Mike Myers is going to point out, uh, jump out from. Right. And so in this movie, the the good image making persists like you said this is not a super high budget film and yet you kind of feel like you're in this apocalyptic new york it's surprisingly, working well it's surprisingly immersive and the sets are are large like they had to drive cars around yeah. in it and it still it held up pretty well it's impressive uh, it's really impressive the bridge sequence looks like they're really driving across a post-apocalyptic bridge and there's just a lot of things like that where you're like, okay, like he absolutely nailed that part yeah. because I don't know that any, you know, trying to put together something that looks plausible for this plot line with that budget is just, you know, there's probably very few people who can pull I mean, something it, like that that's off. Why, that's why I compared it to James Cameron and yeah. Terminator earlier because it's like, 
the only other director I can think of who does is that him. is James Cameron, where it's like yeah. you can take a small budget and make the world feel like enormous and massive. Peter Jackson might also be in that Maybe, category, yeah. actually. There's a couple of people who are just like they know how to perform at their budget when you're just like, you know, and, and some of that in the James Cameron case is means like barely being in the, like kind of having overruns and stuff but you know it makes sense although I so, would say, and i would say in escape from new york it has less of that like there's there's no points at which it really goes past the point like there's none of the like awkward stop motion animation terminator thing in escape from new york it's yeah. like it, it's consistent throughout yes so uh the problem i would say is that especially when you're looking at something where you know you have a limited budget like this and you know that you're going to be pushing it to be able to put stuff on the screen that's plausible because you know that going. I mean, you've got to know that going in, I assume. It means you really, really have to get the work done in the script because you know you're not going to have 90 minutes of crazy action scenes. You simply don't have the money for that, right? So you need to make sure that there's cleverness, there's intrigue in the plot, there's stuff happening where just some characters talking is going to be enough to keep the audience interested because you're you're just not going to you're not going to be able to do, you know, the matrix or something where it's just like all these ridiculous things because you don't have that, uh, you know, that the budget for this kind of thing. And that's where this movie just didn't work for me at all. Like, not only does the plot completely uninteresting after the setup, like, literally, I'm not interested in anything that happens after the setup. I can't think of a single thing that actually interested me. I was actually having to force myself to pay attention uh, for, like, the once once he gets to New York, it just it falls. It falls apart really fast. And, you know, not only that. But also, even though nothing happens in the plot, it still didn't actually even make any sense. Like, it's a plot where nothing clever happens, but also it's nonsensical. I I don't even understand it. I have no idea how Ernest Borgnine shows up in a taxi half the time, like, to pick them up. Like, he just, he shows up twice, just... Out of nowhere, like he, he and it, at one point he has the cassette, right? I have he has no the idea tape. how he got the cassette, yeah, at all. And then you look at that and go, like, well, that's kind of a ridiculous plot hole to get this cassette. But the whole cassette it just doesn't make any sense. If it's just some recording, then someone else. Why did you just that? have another copy of this recording? Why does anyone care about this cassette? What are you talking about? Right? It wouldn't be a cassette. It'd be like some secret cipher thing that can't be duplicated. Wait, it doesn't make any sense. Like the fact that it's a cassette you could put into a tape player, ergo you could have copied it at any time. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? And so all of that stuff is just so hokey that you're like, it's almost like I'm expecting this to be played more for parody, but it never really does that. It doesn't, it never really wants us to not take it at least somewhat seriously. It doesn't turn into airplane, right? If it had, I would have been like, okay, it's like, it's a joke that this tape is like a MacGuffin, right? Because it's a tape, right? Ha ha. But they never... They never got me to that place. Mentally, I never really thought the movie wanted me to laugh it at doesn't. those things. It doesn't. I assume. I mean, I think um, it, the movie has, it definitely has like a little bit of a sense of humor about it, but not in the way you're talking about. So that was a huge problem for me. Another huge problem for me was you have this character who, I mean, is, the snake character is so compelling that Hideo Kojima literally ripped it off for an entire best-selling video game series that ran five plus installments it's actually more than five installments if you can't count them all 
this character gets almost nothing to do and almost nothing to say in the entire movie. At the opening, when it's like, when I get out of here, I'm going to kill you. Like, that kind of stuff is great. There's like, it doesn't happen for the rest of the film. He's basically silent. It's awful. And so I was like, oh my God, like, how did you not come up with way more opportunities for him to say something ridiculous? Because that's what we're all waiting for. And it almost never happens. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like John Carpenter had an idea for a premise and a character. Yeah. And nothing else. Yes. I think that's exactly what this movie was. And it's unfortunate because, again, I think it's just like another two months of some serious writing on this thing where you really get to work on it. And it becomes another Halloween for me. Right. It's like I love everything they're doing right up until the words on the page. And then it's not so good anymore. Right. And uh, so that it, it was definitely a disappointment for me because uh, it because it wasn't another Halloween, sadly. I mean, ha- you know, high bar, certainly. But also it wasn't a complete piece of crap. If it was just garbage, you'd just be like, all right, there's so many guards. But it's like, no, it's like it's half not right. It's half good stuff. Yeah. And I really want it. And I don't think it would have been that hard to uh, to do a better screenplay draft and the rest was there. The 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 shooting quality and and the filming quality was there. So like, and I and you know John Carpenter can do it. So it's just like it was it was definitely a disappointment for me in that. So because I saw potential, it was not a film uh, that I was just like, well, I don't know what you do with this. That was not you know. Yeah. No. Totally. I mean, I honestly don't even feel like I have that much more to say about it because yeah. it's just like missed opportunity, basically. There's it almost feels like there's just not that much to talk about. It's like because yeah. nothing happens like you can talk about the film, like the filmmaking. You can talk about the set design and and all of that. But I just feel like in terms of actual like content there, there's just so little. It was just it was very, very, very strange how it kind of fell apart. And I guess that's just what happens when you have an idea for a premise. But aren't able to figure out the the thing that actually makes the the movie like interesting which is what happens in the in the movie <laughs> and in general there's not a lot of actual uh for lack of a better term like drama there's not a lot of things occurring in this film other than literally the mechanical element like it's like president crash lands gang leader guy has president gang leader subordinate steals president snake takes him over the wall well it's also got it and it's and and in Uh, between those things it's got like all the worst aspects of like a road picture where it's just like stuff happens yeah and you never really know why it's happening and you don't really care and it never really leads to anything and it's just like it's it's just kind of meandering and and just frankly really boring yeah so uh, so yeah like i liked Again, I think a lot of the potential of the start, I can kind of see how you maybe think the start of the movie when it's on the page also works pretty well. Yeah. Because that part works pretty well. And it keeps being something, it it isn't paced very well, I don't think, after he kind of lands on the roof of the World Trade Center, (laughs) which is still there in their version of the future because it was 1997. So 2001 hadn't happened yet. I will say, um, watching a jet fly yeah, towards that yeah, skyline was 
Yep. An experience in this so, modern world. But. Uh, they didn't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, the the plane lands on the thing and he goes down the, uh, you know, the, the elevator shaft. And the stuff that happens after that all is almost good, but the pacing is not. So, like, I would actually say that... You know, like it, there's this sort of smoking wreckage of the of the plane that crashed. Then he goes into this like old theater, and there's like men yeah, performing yeah, yeah. A, a like follies thing. And he goes down into the you know basement, and there are these dudes down there, uh, and he finds the the bracelet or whatever. That whole thing, uh, that sequence, again, almost works. It's just it's not paced very well. It's just kind of dull. And one of the things I would criticize about this film as well, that I sort of actually criticized on Halloween a little bit too, which was that while I, while it's always impressive if a director is going to score their own film, sometimes that's not a great idea because other people are better at scoring films than you, right? I think this one had that a little bit more than Halloween. In Halloween, my complaint, because it's a very memorable theme and it's good, it just it punched punched in a bit hard. I think a softer touch on some of the scenes would have been better. It was too jarring, and so it it was it broke tension a few times in Halloween in places I didn't think it should have. And I think someone with a, a lighter touch for film scoring could have helped there, right? Even just a consultant who'd be like, let's back, let's put a little like other control. Don't just hit it at one hundred percent volume right there, right or whatever. Um. But, you know, it's Halloween. It had a much smaller budget than this film. It had a factor of more than 10. It was more like 20x less. So, you know, he probably did the best they could with the music. In this movie, the music actively was just bad. I didn't like it. I thought it was, like, really out of place in a lot of times. It didn't really capture the mood of what was going on at all. Uh, It was music that felt more like it should be in some kind of a, a horror picture or something. It didn't really fit action it didn't say excitement or action to me at all you'd have things that felt more like suspense themes happening at times when he was like flying the glider which should have been actiony so i feel like his intuition for music that goes with this kind of a film wasn't that great and i found myself really wishing he had just had someone else do the music yeah i mean i think for me the music was also just sort of forgettable it didn't really play a huge role and it didn't it didn't do anything uh, for me. Uh, I also feel like like there's a few scenes in New York. Like there's one in particular that I I felt like it's back to the sort of like I think he's a good director kind of thing, where uh, like people start like popping out of manhole covers and there's this mob sort of it's creepy, the yeah. And it was super creepy and really really well done. Um, and it was one of the only scenes in New York where I. I suddenly felt a little invested just because of the way it was it was shot. It was just uh, like he's great at at sort of like building up the suspense and rolling that out and and like keeping the tension high and, and stuff like that. I thought that was actually quite well done. Uh, and, it, and it was it was important because it kind of told you a little bit about this place and it made you afraid of this place. And I think we could have used more of that kind of thing. Like I wanted... If New York New York needed to feel more scary, I think it needed to feel more threatening. And there weren't very like it mostly just felt empty and abandoned. Um, and maybe some of that has to do with budget where it's like you just the scale like you can do maybe a lot with the set. But at the end of the day, it's like you can't really fill it with that many people. I don't really know. Well, I think there's 
there's some issues. I, again, I just think the writing's bad. I think that's really most of it because one of the reasons that we feel that way in the middle of this screenplay is because Snake isn't doing anything. Yeah. Like, he's just walking he around. He literally walks like outside and some guy he met in a theater is suddenly there in a cab and that guy takes him to Brain where he just gets out and walks in. Like, that's not a pot boiler. That's not intrigue. That's not our hero, like, sneaking around and figuring things out. It's literally just stumbling from one thing to the next. And it doesn't feel interesting. You're just like, okay, I guess that happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, you maybe can get away with this if you have a lot more budget and are just everything is super spectacular so that you're just watching this crazy stuff happen. You know, Blade Runner, also not a ton of clever things happening in the script like that, but it gets by on its atmosphere a lot more, although I think the screenplay is actually just better than this film in a lot of ways as well. But still, point being, you can kind of do a different thing there if you were trying to do that with Escape from New York, but you need way more money, right? You need way more money and way more care put into what you're showing in order to make that work for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it just... Yeah, it's just we don't have the kind of investment in what the character is doing at all through the most of the this movie. And I don't know. I don't know how you overcome that. It's very difficult. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know. I think just it needed more ideas. The, way the, more ideas. Uh, you know, something like Die Hard. Uh, oh, I, yeah. When I think of, you know, OK, we all we have is just this one building. But. You know, and there it came from a novel. So a lot of the ideas maybe weren't the screenwriters, but, you know, wherever they come from, uh, you need tons of ideas about how this action is interesting. What's happening? And, uh, you know, the reason I think a die art is because they don't have much to work with in terms of locations. It's just a building. But they keep coming up with really intelligent ways of making that be interesting and you could imagine a low budget die hard that was still a fantastic film it wouldn't be as good as the actual die hard which was high budget because it always benefits you to have the extra money to make things look great right but you could imagine taking away all the trappings and having a low budget die hard that was still so gripping because all of those clever moments right are playing out and you get it. You imagine in your head the good version of that, right? You're seeing a, a lower rent version, but it's affecting you similarly, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this movie needed because, you know, it just, it's not, yeah, it, it, it didn't have any ideas about why those scenes would become bigger than what they actually were on the screen. It needed that. Yeah. And like like you said, Halloween didn't have this problem. Like, No, it didn't. Halloween had the appropriate amount of like, things happening yeah and it made sense why the things were happening and the tension was really high the whole time um and this movie just unfortunately uh once he gets to new york it completely like loses loses any sort of momentum that it had and i think it does a really good job at the beginning of like i was like i said i was kind of excited i'm like oh i'm excited to see where this goes i would like to do uh you know i kind of want to watch the uh, Big Trouble in Little China again yeah, and see if I can compare them at all to see whether it's mostly just that the 
screenwriting was much better in that one or not. I believe that's a higher budget film, though. So uh, it's probably hard to. But, but, but I'd but like to see. Isn't the problem here? No, but I'd like to. I'd like to look at the screenplays and see, like, oh, what did he do differently, right? Because yeah. I assume, or did he not write the screenplay for that one? Might be true as well. I don't know. I don't remember anything about the movie uh, in terms of like who did what because when I saw it. I really wasn't aware of John Carpenter. I didn't know much about directors or screenwriters or anything like that. I think I just saw it as a kid, you know? And so uh, I don't know. I don't know who did the screenplay. I don't know who directed it. I, well, sorry. I don't. I know who directed it. it was John Carpenter. I don't know who did the screenplay. I don't know if it was the same kind of circumstance, like it was his idea or whatever. I have no idea. My vague understanding, I think I read somewhere, was that like it was actually originally a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai the the sort of cult classic movie, but they they kind of had a sequel, and then it, but Buck Rubens didn't do well enough or something like that. I heard some weird stuff like that, so I, I don't know what the circumstances were on any of those things. But the point is, I'd like to see that because I remember that being a much better action movie. Also, Kurt Russell led, also kind of weird, and I'd like to see uh, if I'm if I'm right that that was better, or if I just misremembering or was you know, dumber them, so didn't care. Who knows? Yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of stuff about the world that I liked, um, like the design of things. Yep. I mean, I think Snake, like you mentioned, I mean, he's like become kind of iconic through the fact that he sort of became another character. That, yeah. But, but I mean, like, it's all here. Yeah. You know, that, ga- that guy, he's a fun character. Um, and like a lot of the people he encounters are interesting, at least visually, and the world is too. Like I love the car that has like the two chandeliers on front, yeah. which is like something that they did in a Grand Tour special recently. Yep, and I was like, yep. oh, they must have been they must have been referencing this movie, and I didn't realize. Yep. Um. So it's just like there's all sorts of fun, creative things, like the way that the characters look and dress in this world. I mean, like the the laughing guy. The, yeah, I was just going to uh, mention that yeah. guy and the 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 boss guy himself. Uh, like yep. when those Isaac guys Hayes, get out of the when those which, guys get out of the cars, it's like it's. You know, the, everything looks so good. I 100% agree. And that's why, again, I say, like, it's pretty clear that he's still able to do the sort of image making, right? Like, he he puts things on the screen that look really cool and interesting. And unfortunately, that's just not enough for this movie, at least for me. It just, it's not enough to fill the time. In Halloween, it was. And I again, I think that's because waiting... In Halloween is a virtue. Waiting in Escape from New York is just boring. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, I, I there just needs to be a lot more cleverness and a lot more plot points and a lot more stuff. Content that's not images has to be in here. Uh, and it's just not working without it. No, I totally agree. I mean, like, there's even, you know, at the end when they're on the bridge and, like, Brain dies and then his the girl also dies. And... Like, the way Snake is talking to her, it's like he's calling her by her first name and he's like, come on, or whatever. And it's like, it's weird because it's directed as though this is supposed to be, like, an emotional moment. Yeah, and he's really emotional. Work, yeah. And later on he says, like, you know, people died to do this. And it's like, it's it's like that came out of nowhere. Yep. Um, stuff like that where it's like, there's just this disconnect between what it sort of seems like was supposed to be the feeling you were getting versus like what you're actually feeling stuff like that. It's just like, um, something happened in there. There was like a miscue missing. It missed the mark. 
even the like you know uh, the part where uh, ostensibly brain kind of backstab snake which is what i think we're meant to believe happens at the train cars kind even, of but kind of not even that i don't even know if that's really what happened because it was so kind of shoddy in terms of how it worked i uh, and you know i didn't really care i didn't even really understand i was like yeah, maybe that's what happened or maybe it wasn't maybe they just kind of figured it out on their own because the last time you see brain talking to the guys he's actually doing what he's supposed to be doing which is distracting them and so you don't actually know if he then told them uh, the whole thing. It just doesn't work, right? It's just like, it's not interesting. I'm not even tense at that point. Like, I wasn't even really concerned. You don't give a crap about the president because he's just an oaf and you don't like him anyway. So uh, it just, it has a lot of problems, it does. right? It just, it has, just a has a ton of problems. And the creativity of the image making is doing as much as it can. I mean, I love when they go in uh, one time, the president's in there and brain goes in to get him and he's got, they put like a wig on him and stuff like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff works great. It's like this wonderful world they've created and it keeps being inventive in that way. But it's just like the story just does has nothing in it. I totally agree. Totally agree. So Um, like, I think John Carpenter is obviously like a very creative person Uh, on set. Not on page, well, it seems, but it's right? A little bit on uh, page so. two, and like the idea, the concept for this movie is fun. Like the yeah, but it's it's like it, the details are where writing gets hard. Like yeah. that's that's coming up with ideas is actually the easy part. Like the coming up with the big ideas is the easy part of surprisingly, of yeah. It's integrating everything. The hard part yeah. of writing stories is is like figuring out the details, like figuring out yeah. the little things that make yeah that make it interesting, and I think. That's where this movie really fell short. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, really, we're just kind of beating a dead horse because it's the same thing. You could analyze basically any part of this movie, and it's not working for the same reasons. Right? Exactly. It's, it's, not like there's a, it's not like there's a ton of different mistakes being made. There's really only one mistake being made, and that is the screenplay had too little in it. And the things that work about it are working throughout the movie. Yes. So it's like it's it's very consistent. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, I don't I don't think there's much more to say. That's sort of just Escape from New York. That's Escape from New York. And its sequel, Escape from LA, which we did not watch, although I have seen in the theater. Wow. I had never seen Escape from New York. As a kid, I randomly saw Escape from LA in the theater. Wow. But I have no recollection of it except for the fact that I think that Kurt Russell like surfs on a wave <laughs> at some point or something. I mean, it's LA, or maybe he's in a hand glider. I can't remember. There's some scene and it was very bad. I remember even at the time it was a very bad like overlay. <laughs> it did oh, not no. look right. Oh no. Um so so I don't really remember much about that film, but I think everyone kind of universally agrees that is not a good film. A lot of people <laughs> like this film. For for whatever reason, I don't know if they would also agree with our criticisms of it, or if they just think no, it's great the whole t- the way through. I have no idea. But um, this is obviously a much more well regarded John Carpenter film than Escape from. Nobody likes Escape from LA, as far as I know. But a lot of people like Escape from New York, or at least uh, have fond memories well, of it, or I whatever. Like, I like aspects of it for sure. But, Me too. Um, but yeah, it's just ultimately it's kind of boring to watch, and that sucks. So is that it? I think that's it. So that was the end of Bleak Future Month. Thanks for joining us for another month of movies. 
Uh, this coming month, we're going to actually shift over to spooky times because it's a spooky month. It's Halloween's. And so uh, I, I picked from the movie picking mega thread. Someone a while ago had suggested horror comedies. Um, and so that's going to be our theme for October. Um, so, yeah, I think the schedule probably has already been posted, actually. So um, go take a look at that and uh, see you back here next week. Yes, we will. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>